The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's in the centre of Dublin Airport, 260 acres of land has been put up for sale. Now, it may be the ideal place for a third terminal being between the north and south runways. I'm joined on the line by a regular contributor to the programme, Kevin Byrne, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired, Airport Safety and Security Auditor. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this is an area you would know well. Um, I, I would. It, it, to describe yeah. it to our listeners, it really is nestled in the airport land. Yes, you have to go back maybe 30 or 40 years now to, to praise, I suppose, the DAA as, as it is and was. They, they bought the land very carefully that they needed for their second runway. That's the north runway, now operational like that. And it was really very wise. Uh, so they secured the, the land there. They could build on it, and they did. And now we're, we've got the second runway. What they didn't do, though, was buy the bits in the middle. So the, between the two runways, this 260 acres or so is just west of the air traffic control system, the towers there. And um, it's very useful if you are going to do a textbook examination of an airport, you really would like the land between the runways because it's perfect for putting a lot of different things, believe it or not, including, of course, as you mentioned, Terminal 3, should you have it. And you can put all sorts of things that associate with the airport, such as car parks, hotels, maybe a logistics hub, a, a transport hub for light rail or whatever you want to do. It gives you options that you wouldn't otherwise have, but you have to own the land in the first place. Now, what is access to that land like? It's farmed, so therefore farm machinery can get onto it. But in terms of general traffic that might be using a third terminal? You'd have to put something around the runways because they'd block your access unless you came in purely from the west. So it wouldn't be that bad. You could put in and design good roadways in from the west. You wouldn't access it easily from the east side as where the campus is now for Dublin Airport. But it's not insurmountable. If you're building a light rail, we would, of course, put a a tunnel in because they're talking about that. And you'd have the light rail powered by electricity, of course, because that's the future of, of the transport system. Now, we seem to be averse to building tunnels. We've only one major tunnel in the capital, and that is the Port Tunnel. But uh, if you travel to other airports, often uh, the space between terminals to transit passengers is by tunnel. It's underground, underneath all the the runways and all the services. Yes, I was just, uh, before coming on air, I was just listing the airports I've been to, and about seven or eight in, in Asia, in, in, in Europe, in North America, and so forth. Tunnels are the normal thing to do, and it's an easy and re- reliable way and secure way to get people, be it on the land side or, or the air side. So there's nothing strange about it, and we shouldn't be paying too much for the tunnels. They don't have to be that deep underground, but they're quite safe, and they don't interfere with the surface operation of the airport, and that's why yeah. they use them. And of course, if you're buying this virgin land, agricultural land, as it is at the moment, although it is zoned for airport use. I read uh, that in the Irish Times uh, this morning. Uh, If you buy it in that raw state, you can open cut to build your tunnels and then exactly y- y- what is it cut and cover is the is the term that's they, exactly the term they, used, they yeah. use now uh, first of all the demand for a third terminal uh, DAA maintain that the current two terminals are fit for purpose obviously with some expansion and modification yes. for the foreseeable future 
Well, I, I mentioned this, we mentioned it quite recently, Pat, in, in programme. We, in airline business, look maybe five years ahead, but in the airport infrastructure and in, in the long game, as it were, we must look between 10 and 12 and 15 years ahead. And I was predicting recently that maybe if the expansion takes place at the rate of 2 million a year, and it's, it's going that way, I think, well, then in 10 years, we've got an extra 20 million people to cater for, so we have to put them somewhere, and quite soon you run out of space, and, and that's not something we want to consider. So a T3 will be necessary because, in, in fact, Dublin Airport is a commercial engine, not just for Fingal or Dublin County or the east side. It's a commercial engine in great respects for all of Ireland, and we have to look at it in that term. Now, what is the case for uh, building an airport somewhere else entirely or taking an airport like Weston or indeed a casement at uh, Baldonnell and saying, OK, we'll build this? I remember 25 years ago it was yes. Tony Ryan suggested uh, on the programme I was doing at the time, Kenny Live, he uh, yes. suggested that, you know, a, a charter airport at Baldonnell would be the way to go. Uh, obviously, uh, as founder of Ryanair, he saw uh, a future in that regard. What are the prospects there and is there any point? Not really, because you've got so much invested in Dublin Airport at the moment. I actually uh, I took a, a bus past my old place of employment, Baldonnell, just a few days ago, and it was a double-decker bus, something I rarely do, but I was astounded by the number of buildings that have taken place in the logistics sense around the airbase. The airbase at Baldonnell is now confined in very, very real terms. You just couldn't put a civil airport in there, really, and the runways are the length they were in 1956 and cannot really be expanded. So Dublin Airport is the place to put it, I suppose. Um, People talk about regional airports, but the demand of foreign airlines is to be at the capital. And the list of uh, destinations served from Dublin more or less prove that. We've got the Hainan Airlines coming in from China now. So these are long haul. We've got great commercial connections with Dubai, the Middle East generally, Turkey and so forth, not to mention all the routes for North America. So I think the future of our major airport is still in the location of mm. Dublin out in Collinstown. So um, if somebody else buys uh, these lands from yes. uh, Ulick and Des McAvady and uh, the others, uh, presumably if they've got deep pockets, they, they can sit on it and wait until the yes. DAA desperately needs it. And then, you know, at some future point, and then even if it's compulsory purchase, the price is agreed by negotiation based on, you know, the the use of of the lands for for the airport, uh, they could pay through the nose in a decade's time. And this is the danger, I suppose. It's an opportunity for the DAA and indeed the state because the DAA is basically owned, unless I'm wrong, by the Minister for Transport. It's a state-owned organisation, so they have to protect the future for it. Things you can't do with that land, let's just get it out of the way now. You can't use it for housing because of the sound and environmental concerns of the airport. It can't be used for schools. You wouldn't put a hospital there. So you have to use use it in future terms for airport and aviation-related you know, organisations and operations. You might put a, a, you know, um, a maintenance and repair organisation there to fix aircraft or jets or that kind of thing. But it, it will be airport related. So that's the figure. If somebody else buys it, you've exactly hit the nail on the head there, Pat. They're going to do what they do with the large uh, ownerships of, of uh, apartment buildings. They're going to either sit on it or hold it or wait until the price goes up. They'll be doing it for commercial return purposes. And that's not in the uh, interests of the state or the mm-hmm. DAA in the short or the long term, I don't think. So in terms of the precautionary principle and future proofing, they have to buy it. 
Really, they do, and they were so good at doing it for the land they needed for that runway and the approach paths to it and so forth. And, uh, you know, if they don't do it now, it's going to be a lost cause. Somebody else will move in because it's whatever the price is, it's going to be a, a an investment that's worthy of return. So if it's not owned in Irish ownership, it'll definitely be snapped up by somebody uh, who sees it as, as a bargain basement, as it were, and, and will get a good return on it in commercial terms. Now, at over a million an acre, it wouldn't exactly be bargain basement. I mean, you'd be looking at uh, to trying to find some 300 uh, million, but we're constantly being told that uh, the government will have a lot of cash in the short term Indeed. from uh, its tax receipts, and we're told that it should be investing in uh, infrastructure, you know, to, to do something for the economy. Yes. This might be uh, one of the projects, especially if, you know, you could actually bring light rail, bi-tunnel, open cut, uh, if you can link up with the the, the plan to bring light rail to the airport, um, you could do it when it's cheapest, in other words, open cutting rather than tunnelling. Indeed you could, and I think the airport master plan will need to be modified in the context of this land becoming available now. I mean, nobody knew how long it would stay in, in the Machiavellis or, or, or those ownership, but this is an opportunity as opposed to something else, and I think they should jump at the chance and see if the money can be raised. I mean, they could do a deal and, you know, pay for it over four or five years or whatever it yeah. might be. If this becomes uh, in the ownership of a foreign land or a foreign company yeah. or whatever, we're going to be at the loss, and we'll have to pay, as you say, through the nose in a number of years' time yeah. when the land is absolutely, uh, certainly required for airport expansion. Now, the McAvaddies um, wanted to build a terminal themselves. Um, they proposed they this uh, and obviously they have decided that uh, maybe time is against them and uh, now is the time to realise the asset. But indeed. really, they, they are uh, aviation buffs. Uh, they like oh. aviation. They made their money in aviation. Um, they indeed. wanted to do the terminal. They didn't get the opportunity because DAA built uh, Terminal 2. Uh, but, yes. uh, you know, Terminal Terminal 3, who knows? Indeed. Oh, all right, Kevin. Anyway, uh, the other customer, of course, might be Ryanair. It could indeed. It's funny, um, in, in different parts of the world, as you might remember, uh, the uh, airports are not unusually, um, what I say, owned by one totality. Uh, airlines in places I've seen in Australia and Malaysia in the US of A, of course, they either own or lease their own terminals, as is the case in Heathrow with the Terminal 5 and, and British Airways. So it's not unusual, but it's unusual in this part of the world because, as I say, the DAA is in state ownership. But it's possible that an airline would buy its own terminal or lease it and use it for its own exclusive purposes so there's nothing unusual about that uh, some of the comments coming in ridiculous to put a third terminal at Dublin airport people will be happy to fly into other airports for goodness sake if you fly into any of the New York or London airports you still have to travel at least an hour most likely more than an hour to get your actual destination within the city if anything we should build an airport in the Midlands that can easily be expanded in the future and will provide extra capacity for all the other airports as it will be centrally located between Cork, Dublin and Shannon that's from Stephen another one huge amounts of money going into expanding Dublin airport more and more uh, T3 perhaps tunnels surely cheaper to run a rail spur to a lesser used airport hourly trains from Dublin city centre to the front door of Shannon airport high speed rail that'll get you there in an hour 
Um, that might cost more than several terminals uh, to build, I would suspect. Um, a railing to Dublin Airport could be provided relatively quickly by extending the Lewis line from Broombridge. Most passengers from the airport disembark at the city centre to go to all points countrywide. The Lewis could then be extended to Swords and then the Dublin-Belfast line. This would help reduce the need for people to go through the city centre at all. Problem with the Lewis, of course, is that some of the time it's overground. Its capacity, therefore, is limited, unlike an underground, where you can have a, a train every two minutes, as you've seen in Paris, in London, and all the rest of it. Anyway, um, Kevin, the, the bottom line here is that this is a, a unique moment in time for DAA, whether it they have unique, the money yeah. or can get the money. Yes. I, I think we should do what they do in, in other parts of the world and carpe diem, seize the day because uh, it won't come up again or if it does, the price will have increased probably twice as much as it is now. So it's, it's worth looking at in great detail. And we might have no money at that point, whereas we have the cash now. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much for joining us. Kevin Byrne, Lieutenant Colonel, retired airport safety and security auditor. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.